Beware the Astros Zombies. They mutilate, they torture, they kill. Spine-tingling horror, unspeakable shock. We stay here, we are going to die. Of excitement. John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. It's Friday, April 19, 2019. No longer the weekly horoscope, Andy. It's John Richards. That's right, Andy Gilly. And we have a guest today. We, we do have a special guest today. That would be uh, my girlfriend that I forced to watch horror movies with me now. <laughs> Karina, say hey to everybody. Hi. <laughs> so, right, Andy, uh, you yeah. So with... we changed. So we changed the uh, podcast name. You did. Uh, you, you came up with this brilliant name for it, and I, I, I just I can't get away. From how it just rolls off the tongue now. I like it. I like it, too. Uh, there were like five podcasts called The Horoscope. I was at a conference, and a lot of people had kind of trouble finding it. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we decided to make this change, and uh, hopefully it'll uh, kind of dif- differentiate us a little bit from uh, the rest of those podcasts. Uh, the Horphoria Podcast. I, I, I don't know. I like it. I, I think we came up with something good here. Um, I think it's perfect. Yeah, I like it. Because nothing puts me in euphoria more than a horror movie. Exactly. That's the way, same way I feel. So <laughs> along with the new name, we now have a uh, Facebook page, a Twitter page, and a website where we'll be posting updates about horror movies. If you've uh, already liked or uh, or uh, you know uh, followed that, you'll you'll get some of those updates. Uh We'll put blog articles on the uh, on the websites uh, about our strange thoughts on things. So uh, be sure to check that out at horror40.com. And uh, podcast has some new features for you. We're going to do uh, horror movie news and trivia to start out the uh, the podcast. So. And before we get to that, you know the wonderful thing about having a partner that's a a a web geek is he sets all this up on by himself. Um, you know, bought the domain name and everything. So we are now big time because Andy <laughs> is such so digitally inclined that That's we right. have this now. Hey, mar- digital marketing, it's my job over here. So I <laughs> um, might as well do it with, with uh, the Horror Forward podcast, right? Yep. Uh, oh, also, I wanted to say that I did not swear during the last episode. I don't know what that was. We're transitioning to a new podcast system over here, and there's some kind of glitch. It sounded like oh, I got Oh, yeah, at the beginning of it. Yeah. But uh, the word I said was terrorized. Uh, it was like that un- unnecessary censorship that Jimmy Kimmel does. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what, I, what went on there. <laughs> our, our recording device sometimes has glitches in yeah, it. So yeah. if we're recording something, we can't hear back to what we are recording right, until exactly. we listen back to the All right. To Just the to be clear on that, I try to keep it clean here, but. Not always. <laughs> right. So, okay, so, so we're going to start this right. out. Here horror we go. movie news, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, new Child's Play trailer out yesterday features Chucky's new look and Mark Hamill's voice. Uh, I love that. Mark Hamill doing it. Uh-huh. Do you know who Mark Hamill is, Karina? Yeah, okay, he's he's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, remake movie features Aubrey Plaza as Andy's mom, favorite, uh, at, not my mom, obviously, but uh, <laughs> the uh, owner of Chucky's uh, mom. I got to say it looks pretty good. Uh, I think you'll I'll be seeing it in the theater. Um right. Because it, it looks pretty cool. New Chucky appears to be some kind of IoT device, you know, like Internet of Things. It, oh, yeah. it, uh, like a smart toy. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it kills you by getting in your Internet and messing around with your smart appliances or something. <laughs> like it'll turn your Nest thermostat all the way down and freeze you to death or something. It looks pretty cool. I, I'll be uh, interested to see it. And I guess uh, we'll find out when it comes out on June 21st. And we have it up on our Facebook page right now? Uh, we do have the, yeah, that the, uh, the uh, trailer is out on our Facebook page right now. You can go see it. Uh, Lorraine Warren, whose paranormal investigation career, along with her husband, Ed, inspired countless horror movies, including The Conjuring, Annabelle, The Nun, and A Haunting in Connecticut, has died today, yeah, age 92, yeah. uh-huh. preceding death by her husband, Ed, who died in 2006. 
Uh, you ever see the Discovery Channel documentary on a haunting in Connecticut? I haven't. Oh, man, it's terrifying, actually. Is it's it really? a really scary... Yeah, it's a great documentary. Uh, actually better than the, the movie uh, Haunting in Connecticut, in my opinion. If you yeah. can find it, it's kind of hard to find. Yeah. I actually found it at the public library on DVD. Really? Yeah, here in here in, in, uh, in our city, Wausau, Wisconsin, where we do the podcast. Uh, uh, and it, I saw it on Discovery Channel originally. It, it's a great, great documentary. Check I'm it gonna, out. Uh, I'm going to have to dig it around. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're, you know... Uh, the things that they've done have produced some great horror movies, some of my favorites, Conjuring. Uh, I, like said, even like The Nun, which a lot of people didn't. Did you actually see that one? Yeah, yeah. I saw it uh, a couple weeks ago, and, uh, I mean, not the greatest, not as good as The Conjuring, but sure. it, it had some good scares, and it was uh, it was, it was was pretty good. Maybe I'll do a review of it coming up here in the future. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, Fred Durst of the 90s band Limp Bizkit oh, has boy. apparently written and directed a movie that will star John Travolta called The Fanatic. <laughs> Sounds like it's uh, like a stalker movie. Uh, details are pretty scant right now, but Travolta plays the antagonist who uh, stalks uh, the uh, protagonist in the movie. is apparently Devin Sowa of uh, Final Destination fame. You've seen yeah, him. Yeah, Idle Hands. He was yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah, I believe he was, right. Prince of Photography just wrapped up on that. No release date yet. And uh, Can 90... I make a prediction on that real Yeah, quick, absolutely. Though? Go right ahead. That John Travolta has been in two of the worst reviewed movies by Rotten Tomatoes. One was Battlefield Earth. It got a zero on <laughs> right. Rotten Tomatoes. Right. And just recently, I think it was Gotti. last year, he did that Gotti yes. movie, right. zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know where his career is going these days. Now he's working with Fred Durst. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's been a long that's way where, down the yeah, a long way down the uh, from that from where he was in the 90s and 80s. He's he's come back though. He came back from the 80s. Uh, you know, he was big in the 70s and really kind of had a slump there. Came back in the 90s, so maybe he'll do it again. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure about this one either. 90s musicians are kind of dominating the horror movie news this week. Glenn Danzig, one of my favorite uh, uh, musicians, supposedly finishing a script for a western uh, themed vampire movie, which he'll also direct. This was all over uh, some of the horror movie blogs yesterday. I saw the original posts on Glenn Danzig's fat, fa- uh, Facebook page because, uh, like I said, I'm secretly a huge uh, Danzig fan. Let's not tell anyone that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lips are sealed, man. I can tell you that uh, because I, I follow Glenn's career, he's working on another horror movie called Veronica, uh, which I think he's putting, putting the finishing touches on. It seems uh, that's actually the same name as his comics company. It's supposed to be like an anthology movie. Um, what you're going to talk about today. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Uh, and I guess that one's almost done, so we'll see how that goes. I, I don't know. I'm a fan of the anth- anthologies. I haven't really found one with the exception to ABCs of Death that were bad. Yeah. No, they're usually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they're, uh, yeah, we'll talk about anthologies a little bit when, when you talk about You're going to talk about VHS 2 today, yeah, right? Two. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, uh, horror movie trivia. Ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, answer this question. Heavy metal band Megadeth released a cover of Alice Cooper's No More Mr. Nice Guy for the soundtrack of this 1989 failed horror movie franchise attempt. Let's ask our special Any guest, Karina, do you know who it is? Do you know what movie it was? I only know because Andy told me. <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> All right, give you a second to think about that. The answer? Shocker. Shocker. Yes. No relation to the, uh, you know. No, no, we won't. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> you, you didn't see what he just did there because we're, we're doing a podcast, but he. Yeah, uh, there's okay. a gesture that uh, there, is called. Gesture. That's yeah, anyway. perfect. That's where we'll <laughs> right. leave it. <laughs> Wes Craven was involved in Shocker. Uh, I think it was like an attempt for Craven to get a horror movie franchise back then, like Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street. Didn't really happen. Uh-uh. Um, I haven't, and, which is strange because he already had Hellraiser at the time. So I, but I think yeah. he was trying to. This I remember Shocker being more of like a comedy kind of like. Uh, there were some funny parts to it where 
Hellraiser was trying to be more serious. If I remember, it was about a serial killer where the uh, he uh, he was on. Uh, the, yes. He got the death penalty. He he was in the electric chair and something went yeah. haywire and all. Of a I sudden, think he, I, if I remember it, he actually like uh, rigged up the TV in his his jail cell to uh, give him some kind of, and he was doing some sort of uh, satanic worship at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like right before he got uh, put in the electric chair. Um, if I remember, it. I don't know. I think I traded a pack of garbage pail kids, someone in seventh grade, for a VH copy of this <laughs> thing and I, VHS copy of this thing, and that's the last time I watched it. Uh, the guy who was uh, a shocker was the guy who played Skinner on the X Files. Remember, remember that? Show? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I, if I remember right, he jumped different bodies and stuff. Uh, and uh, if I remember, it, there was a scene where he like jumped into a television. They went to a bunch of different scenes. Of deta- I, I bet you that hasn't really stood the test of time. I thought it was pretty cool back so. then. It's not, uh, it's not one we'd recommend, but that's no. actually a great trivia question. Yeah, it had a great soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, there was a super group called the Dudes of Wrath who did the shocker, uh, the uh, titular uh, uh, song to that. Uh, Paul Stanley and Tommy Lee were in that band. And I think it was like actually specifically formed to make that soundtrack. So it was, it's an interesting uh, note in horror history. Yeah. And uh, that's why I wanted to bring it up with the trivia question. So, well, I, you know, I'm, I, I love your segue into VHS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I saw an anthology movie, VHS 2 and from 2014. Uh, it's the sequel that is better than the original, and I like the original VHS, which was made okay. back in 2012. Mm-hmm. So it's an anthology, but there's one main story, right? Right, right there so, is. So yeah. basically this story is private investigators. They're paid to do some shady things. You know, they need to find people, uh, people that are being disloyal to their spouse, and then they get this case of finding a missing guy, they get into his house. They see all these TV monitors with VHS tapes all around with X on them. But the anthology is uh, they, they need to watch these tapes in order because they got this uh, like a, a distress video from this guy. It's like, I don't know what's going on with my life, but there's something to do with these tapes. Um, man, there are so many. It, it, it's it's like a found footage because it's right. all it's all. You know, it's point of view. Yeah, exactly. I think, I, I think it was all point of view, wasn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the, the first scene is is a GoPro. Yeah, that's right. Of okay. a of a guy uh, going on a bike ride. He gets a call from his girlfriend. Hey, when are you coming back home? And it's a zombie outbreak. Right. Um, a lot of jump good uh, good jump scares in this. Uh, zombie scenes. There's a, a South Korean There's, cult. Yeah, the right. I remember that one. I, I thought that I I really liked this movie too, and I remember. It was. I liked VHS one as well, and I did think this was either equal to or better than the first one. Yeah. Um, I remember. Yeah, there was like a bionic eye one. Wasn't yep. there a guy with like a oh, bionic that, that eye? That was the beginning scene. Yeah, That's yeah, right. okay. It, it was the guy. He he got. Uh, yeah, it was a bionic eye, but yeah, it, then he right. started seeing ghosts. That's it. That's and it. Then, That's right. Um, and I remember the bicyclists in the. Uh, I thought the Indonesian or uh, Southeast Asian cult uh, kind of dragged on for a little while. I thought the thing about it is if it I just kept right. jumping from one. And again, they had like every single scene had awesome jump scares. I was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Um, a little gruesome. Yeah. But it's a solid 3.5. You uh, give it that much, really? I, I would. Okay. Uh, okay. I think the first one is, is a three. Yeah. Okay. And then they had a third one called VHS Viral. Yeah, I, which was awful. Yeah, I, I remember not liking that one at all. I, I saw all three of them as well. 
Uh, there was, there's a, uh, I remember if there's, if I remember right in VHS 2, there's also an alien abduction one. That one was great. And it was great. Um, I don't generally like aliens in my horror movies. They right. don't really scare me. I think we've talked about that before. Um, and But that sound from the- Oh, yeah, uh, the big, like, like the, bull horn yeah, sound. Yeah, it was, it was, that was scary. It was great. Um that dog should not have died, though, at the end of that. Oh, thanks for giving <laughs> it away. Spoiler alert. Should, yeah, exactly. No, I think you should be warned about that. Just shut it off right before it ends. That should have never happened in that. I know. I well, and so you dies. never like to see animals. No. Obviously, PETA was a part of it, and nothing happened right, to nothing the dog. Nothing actually happened the, to the dog. The, the, the dog's fine. But. My dog actually has a GoPro uh, harness like that, so I can make movies like that. It make you kind of sick when you watch uh, your dog run around with a GoPro on it. And, and stuff, I but. think that's that. it kind of <laughs> did that, but I, I thought it was really and you're right. I, I don't like aliens in horror movies, but this yeah. is actually really effective. No, and it, it's short. I don't, and this this appealed to me. Like I actually did like this one because they did such a good job with it. I'm going to jump so. to Karina now. We we recently watched a movie because you're not a horror movie fan at all, right? Not really. Not really. <laughs> but we did see a movie that you really liked, yeah. Tucker and Dale versus oh, Evil. Gosh, yes, that's a great movie. Yeah, it was funny. I mean, I think my favorite scene and the one we laughed the hardest at was when. Uh, uh, one of the teenagers is trying to jump at at, oh. at Tucker, <laughs> and he ducks and he's using his wood chipper. Yeah, jumps into the wood chipper. I remember that. That was scene. really funny. Yeah, he yeah. Get, uh, he just the guy jumps into the yeah. wood yes. chipper, and then Tucker turns back around and just goes shocked. Yeah. Exactly. And he's like, "I'm trying to save him." And everybody around didn't realize what happened. Right. He yeah. thought I think he's, he's feeding him, him in there. there. Great so, movie. And then, what'd you think of us? It was really good, but like I said, it messed me up. Yeah. Like, I had to, like, go and read all the Easter eggs that I missed so I can try to put it together. But like I said, it was really good, but it messed me up. <laughs> we got to watch it again. I think that's right? an effective we do horror have movie. We to watch it again, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think there is a lot in uh, in us to see. Once you, once you know, you know, uh, once you know what the ending is, I think there'd be, and I, I've only seen it one time in, mm-hmm. in a theater, yeah. so. Uh, it would be a really one of these movies that's really good to go back and watch again and see what you missed the first time that when you know exactly, the ending. Yeah. It's smart. I mean, it's yeah, a really smart, yeah. intelligent movie. Well, Jordan Peele is just a uh, genius of a horror director. That's uh, he, he's really. Uh, I can't doing wait a great to see because I heard he's remaking Candyman. Is that right? Yeah, really. That'll be an interesting one, huh? Yeah, I, I, I think I, I have heard that too. Yeah, yeah that to me it. it Candyman was like one of the most underrated horror movies back in what it was like the late eighties, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, it was the early nineties. But yeah, absolutely. That was good. I that mean, was a very good. And uh, horror you can't movie. beat Tony Todd uh-huh. as Candyman. Yep, absolutely. The hook guy. Isn't there like a creepy song to that movie too? Candyman, I think so. Oh I think there's gosh. like a song they sing. It's yeah. kind of like, uh, no. kind of like the Freddy's Freddy's coming yeah. for you song. They, they had a Candyman candy song. Yeah, I that's right. Kid, my brother would that. always like just sing it. I'd be like, stop it! <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Andy got to go see a movie that uh, Karina, you don't want to no. see at all. Nope. Really? Okay. Nope. Yeah. So uh, Pet <laughs> Cemetery. Why don't you want to see that? The first one as a child just terrified me and okay. gave me nightmares forever, and just <laughs> I couldn't look at. Any type of pet for a while after that movie. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I went to uh, see Pet Cemetery on Wednesday, with the remake Wednesday night. Uh, I guess my takeaway was that it's a movie about the importance of residential speed limits, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's, I'm not. <laughs> it's, it's a social commentary. Movie. Exactly. Really? There's the social commentary. Residential speed limits are important. Yeah. Uh, I think we've mentioned before, I'm not a big fan of 
uh, Stephen King films. Uh-uh. Um, I'll admit it. I'll also say I never read the book, and I only saw the first movie on Monday night to prepare for, for watching this. So okay. I don't have nostalgia or great memories associated with the first film. Uh, and I think I need to disclose that because I think uh, that kind of thing, especially reading the book, can really affect the way you enjoy a film mm-hmm. uh, and really affect the way you uh, look at a remake. So um, I guess uh, um, summarize the plot probably for people who aren't aware of what uh, Pet Cemetery is. Doctor and his family moved to a small town in Maine. Uh, so he has more time with his family or something. I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly what uh, the reason that's not important. But uh, their house sits on a highway. Large trucks like semis and dump trucks routinely speed down this road. I think at like 65 miles an hour, they showed this speedometer on. So uh, a lot of pets get killed by these trucks. Uh, and kids have created a cemetery on the, uh, that's actually on the doctor's property for their dead pets. And beyond this cemetery, there's a place uh, that in the first one had some kind of Native American mysticism associated with it. Mm-hmm. second one kind of downplays that and just says it's land with some kind of strange magic powers. And when you bury something in this land, it comes back. So they have a cat, and the cat gets hit by one of these trucks, and their neighbor shows the uh, doctor this place. Uh, when the cat comes back, it's uh, totally, it's just one jacked up cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I had a terrible cat when I was growing up. Uh, I think it was uh, one of those, the, like, a cryptor kid, uh, kid, they call it or whatever. And I don't think he really got neutered right or something. Uh, well, when Church, Church the Cat in this movie came back, it reminded me of him. Uh, anyway, the cat isn't the only victim of this road, uh, of the road. Um, I, I think the uh, company is probably paying off the main DOT to allow an excessively high speed limit on it or something. I don't know. Sure. Uh, but uh, in the first movie, the son gets killed. And it's not a spoiler alert to tell you that in the second movie, the daughter gets killed. Uh, they've changed it to the daughter. Wow. The directors came out and said this. Uh, they, they wanted to get ahead of it on the internet. They changed it to the daughter. And um, I think it was a good decision, actually. And really? I'll, tell, I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, so guess what? The doctor buries his daughter. And in the first one, his son in the uh, in the land beyond the cemetery. And they come back and are not right either. Right. Uh, so here's my thoughts on this in a nutshell. Um, I guess if this were a book or a story that I was reading, the first movie is a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story is better, but um, and I, I'm trying to think of how to how to explain this. I think a horror movie is a lot more than its story. A movie in general is more than its story. Uh, it's you know there's there's effects, there's a, a, a mood that goes along with it. There's uh, a, a movie can be good without really having a great story. I think. I think you look at like the Matrix. Yeah, it's not a great story, but there's all of this stuff going on in it that makes it a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the story is kind of simplistic or whatever. Pink Floyd, The Wall, I think is a great movie. <laughs> Does it really have a story? I I don't know. I, I remember kind seeing of. that in high school, but yeah, I was it's, not it's, in the right frame of mind. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but you know it's the v- visuals and the effects that make it a great movie in my in my opinion uh so i i think some people won't understand that but i don't think you can judge a movie just based solely on its story alone um and i think that there are lots of things in the second movie that make it a better movie now again i i don't have the nostalgia goggles from seeing it when i was a kid like like obviously it affected you uh uh and uh um, you have some thoughts probably about the first one that uh, that would, uh, you know, change your mind on this. But um, first of all, 
They just make a lot better child actors these days. Oh, they uh, do. <laughs> oh, they do. I think her name is Jet Lawrence. Uh-huh. G- it's J-E-T-E. Jet Lawrence is Ellie. Just Echelon's better than Blaze Bordalo played the Ellie in the first film. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in fairness, the character is a lot better, and obviously Ellie has a lot more to do with the second film, right. uh, with the uh, remake of it. Uh, but Jet Lawrence just does an amazing job in, in, in this movie. She's an incredible. And we've seen that a lot from uh, child actors in horror movies these days. Uh, yeah. Shahadi Ray Joseph and Evan Je- uh, Alex and Us uh, we talked about. Uh, but uh, Jet Lawrence, her performance really sets this movie apart from its predecessor, I think. Um, and like I said, the, having making the choice to have Ellie be the one who dies um, – and again, that's not a spoiler. The directors have come out and said that they want you to know that's going to happen. Right. Uh, it, I think it makes the film better. Uh, I think having the daughter come back and die really worked better. Uh, and uh, while watching the original, I I couldn't avoid thinking that I was watching Child's Play. Uh. <laughs> you know, I think the effects were the effects in the first one. First of all, were like they did it a lot with adult. That like for its time, it was it was a pretty incredible depiction of that. Yes, they, they, like people were actually very concerned about the child actor. I, I think his name was uh, I wrote his name down here, and I can't remember what it is. The child actor who played Gage in the first movie, people were really concerned about him because he was uh, doing and saying these things and. Uh, People got really concerned about it, but uh, <laughs> they used a doll a lot in it. Yeah. And now, nowadays, you know, we're just used to better effects yeah, and CGI uh, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, hey, exactly. I, I'm curious: do they bring back the backstory of the mom and the the sister with? I think it was yes. multiple sclerosis. Yeah, Zelda. Zelda. Yep. Yeah, yep, absolutely. That's part that of the second film. Yeah, in the original film, I mean, to me that that also added a creepiness to it. Of mm-hmm. you know. You know, she's traumatized. Yeah, and- I would say actually the effects on both movies are about the same for for that uh, part of it. And I think the story deals with both of those in in a somewhat. But again, like the in the in the second one in in this new one, um, there it's it's a little more visceral. Uh, and how she uh, how Zelda ends up dying is a little more uh, traumatic. I think. Okay. Uh, and it lends more to the story part of it, I guess, which I just said wasn't, wasn't important, I guess, but uh, it, it is, you know, I, I think actually the whole Zelda subplot is, yeah. is do- done a little better in, in this one as well. Cool. So, so yeah, they, they definitely have her. Um, and, uh, I don't know, you, you know, just having this, um, uh, she's, uh, I think she's supposed to be what eight, uh, Ellie is supposed to be eight or something in, in the movie. Uh, she's aware that what happened to her, you know, she knows that she's dead and she's asking these questions of her father who's brought her back and it just lends something more creepy to it. I think that's Uh, cool. Yeah, it was. And, and you know, in 1989, I think child's play actually came out in 88 and I hate to keep making this comparison, but it really does affect the way you think we've seen for over what 20 years now, Chucky running around stabbing people. And, and you know, it, 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 it's hard to, I think it would be really hard to have a toddler doing this and not one, have that comparison. And two, I think it's really, there's definitely uh, parts of the first movie that are scary Mm -hmm. and, and the things he says are, are, uh, jarring and like when when uh when the dr lewis uh basically euthanizes him in the first one yep and he says no fair no fair. that's a, that's that's a great scene it absolutely you know? is it's a fantastic scene but uh they're they are able to do more i think it's it's easier to have that go off into the area of camp and it would be easy to 
have it be too, you know, have it, it have it go off and be funny. Yeah, if they did that, if, if they, they did, did it, it wrong. Yeah, right. and I think there's limited things they could do. So I do think they made the right decision by having uh, having it be the daughter in the in this film, um, and uh, the effects are are a lot better. Obviously that's not a surprise, I guess something is really off about Ellie when she comes back. Like they, I don't know if it's, they did it with makeup or CGI, but she's messed up. Like her, her face looks wrong. Right. Whereas (laughs) it's really disconcerting. Engage only had like a scar on his. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, um, now there's a, there's a scene where, uh, Lewis, uh, the doctor is brushing her hair and, uh, you see some of what they had to do to fix her. The mortician had to do to fix her. It's, it's great. It's, it's a really effective scene. So, uh, I like that. The cat actor I think is better that they got for the first one. The cat effects are a lot better than church. The cat, um, church is getting an Academy Award. Like I said, man, he's, he's just like that awful cat I had when I was growing up. And I don't know if they put like moose on him or what, like hair moose on the cat, but, uh, yeah, he's janked up. We're in the first one. Uh, you know, the cat just looked like they painted him red in a couple areas. Yeah, <laughs> that exactly. was kind of all that happened. I so. thought the cat in the original was cooler because uh, I, that cat was a British blue short hair, and that's a cool-looking cat. Yeah, it, it is. That's that's true. It was a British, British blue short hair. That's correct. This is, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what, I'm not Maine real good Coon with or something. It does look like kind of like a Maine Coon, but uh, it's a it's a messed up cat. Yeah. Church, <laughs> Church is a, a scary, scary cat in this one. And I think they might actually use some animatronics. In it, it's not all CGI. I, I really like the the cat effects in this. They cool. They they didn't they did a nice job with it. Yeah, I know sometimes they do do that with the more modern movies, but mm-hmm. you know a lot is CGI. Yeah. So as far as the story goes, I I am I wrote a blog article that I'm going to post after this about um, what I didn't like about what they did with the story and how they kind of messed it up. Uh, I think one area that really they got it wrong was um, the Judd character. Um, the Fred, neighbor across Fred the Gwynn, yeah, Fred, the neighbor across the street, Fred Gwynn, you know, Herman Munster, he, he played him in the, in the original one yeah. and that did a spectacular job. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this dichotomy between Victor Panko, who is the, the kid that, uh, Lewis is unable to save, mm-hmm. uh, who was warning him not to go to this place and warning him not to bury his loved ones in this place. And Judd, who's, you know, showing it to him and not really encouraging him, but enabling him to uh, to take these things. And that's kind of missing in this one. Oh, um, and that's right. Lithgow's, John Lithgow plays Judd in this one. Obviously, Fred Gwynn passed away a while ago. Yeah. John Lithgow plays Judd, and I just didn't think he would, did as good a job of it. I'm going to explain why I thought that. There's going to be massive spoilers about that, so yeah. uh, I'm going to put that in the blog. Just before warned, Andy's <laughs> going to spoil it for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. But I'm going to put that in the blog so uh, we don't have to talk about it on the air. But uh, And it's like a pretty long rant anyway. But uh, uh you know, and it, it, that goes to the end. The ending is, I didn't really care for the ending in this one, but yeah. uh, uh, that's that goes with the whole thing that I'm going to talk about in that blog. And that's a, that's a little disappointing, especially mm-hmm. if it, it sounds like a solid movie. I mean, would you yeah. suggest that people go see it in the theater? No, wait actually, I wouldn't. Uh, I think you can wait for this one uh, to come on video, unless you're a giant Stephen King fan. Sure. Um, I'd give both of them about two and a half stars. I think the, they're the good. And- I think that yeah. I think they're good movies. I think they're flawed in different ways. Uh, maybe if they Frankenstein 
the parts of just personally, uh, Frankenstein, some of the story from the first one into the second one, mm-hmm. it would have been a much better movie. But uh, like I said, a movie is more than just a story. It's it's uh, the uh, imagery and the effects and all of that go together, especially a horror movie to create a mood that uh, I think puts together a whole package. Now, I think that mood and uh, the horror aspect of it in this in this new one is is better the story is just a, a much better story in the first one. And I think they stick to the book a little bit better in the first one. Well, and we we talked about it before, is that suspension of disbelief. Right. So, I mean, that can make a solid movie. And again, it doesn't have to have the best storyline or plot. You're enjoying it. It's yeah. the entertainment value of it. So, cool. Absolutely. Um, wait for it on DVD. I suggest going seeing VHS 2. And then um, this one here, Karina... <laughs> We watched a movie called Would You Rather. Okay, I've seen this. Yes. uh, I'm not going to get a whole lot into it, but it's solid. Uh, (laughs) Brittany Snow plays a woman whose uh, brother is terminally ill. Uh, The doctor that's taking care of the brother introduces her to a rich guy that could be the answer to her prayers of getting her brother well. Yep. But she has to play a diabolical game of Would You Rather. (laughs) Yeah, I like that one. Solid, solid movie off of Netflix. What did you think of it? I liked it. It, it. it was tough to watch at times. It I, was, but it's not a disappointing movie. It's a good movie. No, at the end, man. Oh, man, the, that ending. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> twist ending. or It's not really a twist. It's it's kind of a tragic ending. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I'm trying to remember it, but yeah. I, I, do you want I, me to give away the ending? Because I could do spoiler alert. Why not? Right spoiler here. alert. Okay, so. spoiler alert. <laughs> if you don't know what happens, you got come back and listen, watch it and then listen. What happens is is that she ends up winning the game. Right. Right. So she's got a bag full of money. They take her back uh, before she even goes. She she asked her brother, are you going to be OK? Are you going to be OK? I'm going to I'm just going out with some friends. Completely lied to him. She comes back. He OD'd. That's right. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, okay. he took, he I took think all I had a couple beers while I was watching and... this. It's foggy, but I, I definitely remember the ending yeah. of that now. Yeah. So so it was all for not. I remember all that. for not. Yep. Yep. Unbelievable. I remember that. <laughs> and then I don't know. Do you have anything else? That you, that no, you I, I don't think so. I think uh, you know we'll talk about. Uh, I got a couple movies uh, next week. I think that I've again that I've been talking about uh, uh, discussing that uh, we'll get into. And then it's going to be our tenth episode. So tenth episode. Uh, I, I can't wait for that. You know what? Uh-huh. We, we should say tenth uh, episode is going to be awesome because we're going to yeah. talk about the directors that uh, changed horror movies forever exactly you know i mean and it's we'll bring up some of their good movies even movies that weren't so good because for example john carpenter the dude's awesome but oh yeah he's he, great you know he's got some uh, prince of darkness not such a great movie but watch that again no seriously watch that again i think now, you actually might like I, hey it was one of my favorite movies when i was a kid but I, and i rewatched it and i just didn't think a whole lot of it so oh i will watch it again and we'll talk about it okay i'm good with that so we'll do that for it's got alice episode. cooper in it that's cool exactly i think uh next week we're gonna have another special guest oh awesome our, our okay. buddy from down the hall yeah ryan at rock 94 7 awesome. ryan kessler is gonna come in talk a little excellent. horror movies and excellent I can argue with him about aliens, I heard. He really likes Alien, huh? Yes, he does. (laughs) Is there any other movie that you suggest, Karina, that people should go out and watch as far as horror movies? Um, Not really, but I do have a movie that I want you to watch with me. I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's called Devil. There are about people in an elevator that get stuck. It's just... I haven't seen it for a while, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch that I don't think I've seen that one. I'll have to check that out. It's really good. Some famous director did it. Really? I okay. Remember. It's I wonder a, if it's, it's Sam Raimi. 
Oh, really? Okay, that'd I be think. interesting. I don't know. Yeah, let's watch it. What's it on? I'm not sure. We'll have to find it. Okay. I can't find it on Hulu or Netflix. Amazon Prime. There we go. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. M. Night Shyamalan made uh, Devil. That's oh. it. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because, like I said, that director right there just... Yeah, he was in. I, I do like. I like is his it, movies. That, I like his that, movies. That's that's what it's. Oh wait a minute. No. Okay. So it was from a story by. Uh, so I got my laptop here and oh. uh, I just quickly looked it up. Uh, directed by uh, a guy named John Dowdle. Uh, the screenplay was uh, by Brian Nelson. Story was by M Night Shyamalan. So. Oh okay. So it's got some uh, M Night Shyamalan involvement. Um, but uh, yeah, that sounds interesting. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, we'll check it out, too. All right, guys, have a wonderful Easter. Thank you for listening to the Horrorphoria podcast. And check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and our website at horrorphoria.com.